Episode 64, Buddy Woo! Podcast. We made it to 64. The I'm Nate. Buddy Podcast. I'm JW. And we're back, and it's 2018. We are back, baby. You thought we were dead again. <laughs> the show no, must go on. You cannot kill us. Because you, know you know what happens? You get into the holidays, and it gets crazy. It does get crazy. Man. You're visiting some family. I had some family in town. You, you had know? family in town? I thought all your family lives in town. Well, not my sister. She's up oh, in your sister came. All right. Washington State. Yeah. So she drove down. I guess your dad is like an hour south. Yeah, he's, he's he, but he's in the neighborhood, pretty close. But yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. So we had some holidays. We had the uh, Christmas, New Year. That stuff happened, and here we are. It did happen. How was your holiday? We should just go back and forth telling holiday stories. Well, it was it was merry and bright and uh, had a good time overall, uh, other than getting a little bit sick, which happens every time me and my family gets together. Man, everybody's but, uh, been getting sick this holiday. Lizanne and I have been dodging flu bullets. Flu bullets. You're like in the Matrix. You're like Neo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the kids know what that movie is anymore, The Matrix. No, it's pretty old. Actually, I did. I lost my voice completely about a week before uh, Christmas, or maybe a week and a half. But uh, and that was kind of weird. It was right when the in-laws were in, so I was like, "Cool, I don't have to try." <laughs> nice work. Yeah, I don't have to be my regular charming self. Did you enjoy receiving any cool gifts? Christmas. I rarely do, and uh, okay. I just, I don't know, I feel weird. It's like, I know it makes people feel good to give gifts, and I know this because I enjoy giving gifts, but I, I always uh-huh. feel squirmy around the, with the attention of receiving gifts. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, we didn't do a lot of gifts this year because Lizanne and I insisted on not doing that this year, just because we were okay. like, we don't, ha- I mean, we live in a, an apartment in San Francisco, and we just don't have the space for like big things. We really don't. Like last year, they got us an IOU for a Keurig machine, and we were like, uh-huh. we that that is like twenty five percent of our counter space in our entire <laughs> entire apartment. <laughs> so we had to. So this year, no, not a lot of gifts, and so I I actually enjoyed it quite quite a quite a lot. I uh, <clears throat> you can edit that out, right? Uh, my favorite thing I got was uh my wifey got me an ugly holiday sweater dodgers branded whoa sweater does it have lights very, on it no lights but it's just it's just got your your basic ugly sweater tropes it's blue and white and gray and it's got the la logo on it and i love it what's I the really material do. of this sweater i don't know it's probably like a probably like some sort of faux wool i don't think it's real wool okay it's like a synthetic okay blend you know like the oil i put in my car all right cool all right cool not the real deal not the real deal but hey wool smart wool whatever wool it's cool smart wool e-wool or that's the brand called smart wool oh it's it's pretty good i've changed i don't know the cotton lobby in this country let me tell you we're gonna get political (laughs) right off the bat (laughs) holy crap i mean can you believe it why does anybody wear cotton socks it makes no sense to me like now i've switched to wool i'm a wool sock guy all year round you know i it's funny you should mention that because i rarely wear wool socks yeah but the other day i was feeling kind of crummy 
and I put on some wool socks and I felt better. Your this feet made me stay feel good. dry. They stay dry. They stay warm. And if it's hot outside, they're dry. So they're, you know, it's not like your feet are, you can get thin wool socks. Uh-huh. They're the best. You can get short socks if you're like running or whatever. You can get long, huge wolf socks. I just, I, it boggles my mind because when you have cotton socks, they, the, you sweat in them and then they retain the moisture and your feet get cold and it's no good and they stink. I, I wear wolf socks for days without changing them. They don't stink. <laughs> That's not a joke. All right, I believe you. It is true. I believe you. It is true. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to look, I'll have to try that myself. Did you know uh, there was a a brand of deodorant like years ago? I think it was Mitchum. Yeah, and it was like their marketing tag was so effective you could skip a day. <laughs> I was like, I am gonna skip a day. I'm gonna try it out, and it worked. It worked. It really works. Oh, good for them. I, I I don't know if like what that means for my physiology and my body that I put a chemical that effectively. Yeah, it stopped me from you. having stinky sweat for two days. That was kind of scary, but well, I'll trade that. I'm you, good. You know, I don't wear cotton underwear either. I refuse. Oh, wow. Cotton okay. will not this be touching these balls. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you're anti-cottonite. No. Well, if I'm in the desert or someplace really hot, I want a cotton shirt on for sure. Okay. Because it retains moisture, you know? And yeah. it's like, you want that. But other you want than some evaporative cooling, yeah. But uh, you know, for the underwear, I'm a microfiber guy. Microfiber, wow. Yeah, I, I, I'm imagining what that would be like, and it sounds good. So it's great. <laughs> maybe I'll check it out. Microfiber briefs. It's kind of like I'm wearing a speedo all the time. <laughs> so you know, um, I never want to spend too much money on underwear, but it's one of those things. It's like you can make the argument like. You don't want to cheap out on your bed because you spend a third of your life there, right? You want to buy a nice yeah. mattress or your office and you don't, chair. You don't want, yeah. You're you spend a third of your life in your office chair. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, God. you you spend uh, half your life standing in your shoes. You don't want to cheap on that underwear. Extremely high percentage of the time you're wearing that stuff. Maybe treat yourself. Maybe get that microfiber. So yeah, man. And people, some maybe, people, are you a boxer or a brief guy? I'm a brief guy these I'm days. I'm also a brief yeah. guy. I enjoy the support. It's kind of like a bra. <laughs> I do. It's like a bro. We're going Seinfeld. Anyway, you know, at, yeah, at a certain age, I was just like, nah, I'm okay with briefs. And actually, I do have some boxer briefs. So if I want a little, you know, between the leg coverage, but yeah. still have sort of the brief fit, I can do that. But uh, my latest set, brief. yeah, I just uh, I just went briefs yeah, and uh, I'm... I'm confident in my dadulinity. Yeah. So <laughs> just don't let him get old and get cottony, because cotton, old cotton briefs—that's very old dad <laughs> or old grandpa, be really. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. So uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah, Christmas. Um, this was you're not a Jew, so no Hanukkah. We no we Hanukkah. we had a show in the middle of Hanukkah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we didn't. I don't even know if we said anything. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. we, we do have Jewish listeners. In fact, one of them just got engaged <gasps> recently, Shemuel. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Uh, Shemuel, I don't know if you could tell by the name, but that guy is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a well, joke a good for day. all those Hebrew speakers out there. <laughs> anyway, Shemuel yes, and which Anna. Which is him. He's a cool guy well, getting that's... married. I'm happy for him. 
Well, Mazel Tov. Guess who else uh, is getting sorry. married? Um, I don't know. Matthew Roberts. No way. Way. No way. Way. I'm excited. It's true. Cool. It is true. My little wow. brother, who has a different last name than me. <laughs> My little brother is getting married. Wow. Yep, he is getting married. So that's cool. I'm I haven't I haven't met her yet. Okay. Well, you know. But he's a, you know, he's a he's not a extremely tall fellow. Um his fiance yeah. 4 foot 11, so that means they're going to be adorable. The older they get. <laughs> there you go. Perfect 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 match. Yeah. Perfect fit. If they live yep. to the time they're 80, they will be the most adorable couple on the planet. Shorter people live longer, you know? So that there's that. I guess. Uh, so so she, let me tell you my favorite. Go ahead. Go, oh, yeah. Oh, do it. Do you know, you go. No, do you it. Go. It's okay. okay. Let me tell you the, my favorite gift I gave. Okay. Christmas. I got. Each of my older sons Blazers tickets, and I've gone to two games now in the last week and a half, and it was fun. It was yeah, a lot of fun. Fun games. I love Blazer games. Fun games. So we went to see the Blazers play the 76ers, and it almost was a terrible game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, because we were losing by 18 in the third quarter. And I was like, oh, no. But luckily, you know, the kids don't really care about that. And uh, it's fun because uh, my middle son he's gotten old enough now that he can follow the game and watch it. Like he knows like how to read the scoreboard and what's going on and when to cheer. It's really pretty fun. And then for the second game against the league worst Atlanta Hawks, the team did pull off a win. A big one. <laughs> with when I went with my oldest sign. Yeah, it was a big blowout win. So it was, uh, it was good. You know, the Blazers are um, mediocre. They're a really young team. Yeah. And they, they're kind of in an awkward spot because um, they are good and they've got some good young players, but that pushes them up into the playoff bubble when I think ownership and management would prefer them to actually be just below the playoff bubble because then they could make future building moves easier Yeah, in terms of trades. But now they're in this weird thing where they, they kind of want to be trading long-term, but they maybe have to think about trading up to, see if they can squeak another round in the playoffs, which is nuts. So I don't know what's going to happen with those guys, but I really enjoyed watching two games. Fun crowd in Portland's always great. Always. You know, uh, Atlanta. So there was a, there was this awesome, it's a fourth quarter. We're up by 20 and Shabazz Napier, who's like the shortest guy on the team, got into a jump ball situation <laughs> and the crowd loved it. Of course he didn't even jump for it, but then he snuck out Stole it on the pass, took it down full length of the court, laid it in. Place went nuts. You've never heard a place cheer like this when you're up by 22 points. It just <laughs> does not. It's not happen. I know. It's amazing. Portland's a great basketball town. I remember going to see a preseason game there and the crowd chanting, chanting defense. Yeah. Defense. The other thing that is remarkable, um, and wearing, I didn't notice. I'm wearing a Rasheed Wallace jersey right now. Right now, Sheed. You know, I didn't real. I didn't appreciate this as much when I was younger. But the Portland crowd really knows the game too. Yeah, they do. Like they like the way they react to stuff that happens. It's really pretty pretty cool. Actually, they like know some of the the nuances of the rules and 
in how the game works. So yeah. anyway, that was a ton of fun. Indiana is another town like that, that they know, because I mean, their state's all about basketball. As Ted Cruz could tell you, as he lost the election, when he pointedly said that, said that his election <laughs> is like a slam dunk in the basketball ring. <laughs> so the basketball hoop in Indiana, no good. Anyway, uh, uh, Golden State has always had really good fans too. I mean, there's uh, there's bandwagon jumpers, but all the bandwagon jumpers are from outside of the Bay Area. Bay Area has like always been huge Warrior fans. Like they've always had a really good good fan base. I just really wish yeah. that Kevin Durant never came to Golden State because if he did not. <laughs> I would be. I, I might have owned a Warrior jersey by now. Like I would have. Like I would always be a Blazer fan, but I would follow the Warriors pretty closely. You'd be okay and cheer with the them. yeah the Clay Clay Dre and uh, Steph. Yeah, all trio. draft picks, all draft picks. You know, but then yep. KD came over and ruined it. <laughs> ruined everything by making the team unbeatable. Unbeatable. <laughs> I know. Absolutely unbeatable. Because all my friends, if I didn't have any friends here, maybe I would, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do. And so now they'd be like, oh, so now you like the Warriors. Oh, so now you like the Warriors. You should have you should have kept it in the closet. You I know. You could have been a free agent. I know. Anyway. Were you with me at that shame. game? We were talking about wedding proposals, to um, which maybe we'll do that on this show right now, too. So we were talking yeah. about wedding proposals, and I was at a Blazer game. <laughs> Hey, Shemuel just texted me. He said, nice win. The Blazers yeah. won tonight against the Spurs. I'm going to text him. We are talking about you on Buddy Podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so I was at a Blazer game one time. I don't know if it was with you or if it was with Andrew, and I saw a rejected proposal. Oh, I did. Not, I have not seen that. You have in, not in seen person. it. No. It was so it must have been brutal. <laughs> oh man, she was I've like seen video of that once. She was from just like, like the, no. the wizards, but she was like no, no, and then like kind of just walked away. You know, like she didn't. She was not. She, she didn't look like she was like no. I don't want to marry you. It was more like no. I wish you were not doing this at a basketball game. And yeah. then, and then he was she, when she left. Everybody was like no. <laughs> and he just like slunked down. It was just like, oh my! God. And then the camera, goofed. the camera cut off. I don't know what happened to him after that. Who knows? Nobody knows. Do you think he ruined? Do you think he ruined it? I don't know if he did because that's I really a, didn't like catch the. I didn't really catch the vibe that they that she was saying no. Like, of course we wouldn't get married. It was more like I am so embarrassed that you would do this <laughs> right now. But I, it must have been with Andrew then. Because uh, it was quite a moment. Quite a memorable moment. I was at the Blazer game when the young gal um, forgot the lyrics to the national anthem and Mo Cheeks oh, bailed really? her out. Nice. Was that I, was incredible. Was I at that game with you then? You might have been. We it went was to in the playoffs, of... I think. Oh, yeah. Against in, Dallas? Against Dallas, I think. Oh, yeah. I think we were at that. I was at that yeah, game. Yeah, because that was before you left, I think. Yeah, yeah. We won. I like, think we won that game. Or no, maybe not. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, who <laughs> cares? Man. Facts. Anyway. Um so so yeah, so Blazers, yeah, okay. I think that my favorite Baseball, player in the league, football. I love Dame. I love Dame a lot. I love Damian Lillard. Uh -huh. But I have to say I think my favorite player is DeMarcus Cousins. It's like the guy. I like how emotional he is. We've been talking about him. He is. Been, you know, I like We've been talking about him. 
Yeah. You're wearing a Rashid Wallace jersey right now, and he's yeah. the obvious he's, comparison. He, yeah, obvious comparison. He doesn't even come close to Rashid Wallace's technical foul records. But, yeah, but... nowadays, with all the, uh, the um, you know, political correctness, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Cousins, I, I saw him play last year with Sacramento, and I was totally amazed by how he knew he was so smart and like basically directed everything that was happening on the floor for that team. And it, it was incredible. And it, but it was also kind of painful because when he sat down, they just couldn't play basketball. <laughs> you know, like it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. So now I don't know. Cause he got on a team that's more ascendant. In fact, they're in the eighth, they're in the playoff bubble right now, eighth spot with Anthony Davis. And so he's got a chance to kind of prove himself we'll see what happens. I mean, they'll probably get wiped out in the first round by the dubs anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I think that, well, I, him and Damian Lillard are friends. They text, you know, okay. They're friends. So the, the context here is he is going to be a free agent. Yes. And so that puts new Orleans in a tricky spot because they might want to move him to get some younger guys in there, longer term uh, wins which is why the uh, kings moved him in the first place but now he yes. only has a half year left on his contract so you're looking at a half year rental so they can probably get at least one decent young body for that however he might um, leave he might leave and then new orleans would almost certainly be bouncing themselves out of the playoffs if they did that so that would be a really controversial decision for them to make and actually last year <laughs> when Denver traded Nurkic to the Blazers and then lost their playoff spot to the Blazers. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. That was so good. He like rubbed it in his face afterwards, their face. I know. And and so like you have to know that, you know, New Orleans management's got to be thinking about that possibility that they'll bounce themselves out of the playoffs by trading him. So uh, that being said, that franchise isn't really built for long-term success anyway. So they might just say, eh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It seems like... I like the Blazers could take a gamble. We could, we could give them. It would benefit both teams if we sent CJ and maybe even Nurk to New Orleans for Demarcus Cousins because he's mm-hmm. a, he's that good. And yeah, but it's well, a and if gamble. you can move up into the sixth spot and then maybe get to the second round, yeah, but. especially if we can get in the second round, he would love the Trailblazer fans unless the Trailblazer fans pulled a Rasheed Wallace on him. And started <laughs> booing him for whatever stupid reason, and then, but I don't think that the Trailblazer fans would do that nowadays because it seems like they have a softer spot in their heart for Rashid. But yeah, we remember now. Yeah, it's like, but, and if so, if we did win, and with our fan base, he might want to stay, especially uh, if because he he was upset when he got traded from Sacramento. He wanted to stay there, and he shed a tear at, at the press conference when he left. Like he didn't really want to leave. But huh. on the other hand, if LeBron goes to L.A., you know, and, they oh have, and then he could also go to L.A., then that's hard to pass up to, I guess. Los Angeles is a pretty cool town. That'd be crazy. Yeah. We both have, LeBron we both have legal weed now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got a lot oh, yeah, of... yeah, California. Yeah, California. I don't know. I've, I've never been in one of those weed stores anyway in any state, but... Yeah, it's legal here. Gosh, wish I was 19 again <laughs> or 20. Yeah, well, it's uh, although at the same time, uh, allegedly uh, Sessions 
the attorney general said that he was going to potentially take away the, the detente, you know, cause the government, the federal government under Obama basically said, yeah, we don't care about this. As long as you, you know, don't cross state lines, we're fine. But then now it's, uh, it's looking a little wild. Uh, cause he said, maybe not. I know, so, it's, it's but just, the, doesn't that one sense. senator from Colorado said that he wasn't going to improve any more appointments for the Justice Department if they continued in that policy. And there's a Republican. Yeah. So he's defending states' rights on that front. But Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Lately, I've just been really frustrated with, like, bullshit arguments and stuff like that. And, like, why is why is mar- marijuana still a Schedule One controlled substance? It's ridiculous. I mean, it's like, it's been proven so many times to like help out with the serious medical conditions how is it how does the government still see this as having no medical value it's mind-boggling to me you know and then yeah. when it says like you know keep uh, they trump had that whole speech about the war on drugs and getting tougher on drugs and it's just like there's statistics that show like there's countries now that have decriminalized all drugs. And then there's countries like the Philippines or something or Mexico and the United States that have tough drug laws. And you can see the statistics for the for the the harm each of these policies has. Like, I don't I don't understand why people make arguments in the face of uh, in the face of facts. I don't know. Stuff like that's just really been bothering me lately. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it is, and it's funny too, because now marijuana is legal all up and down the West coast, including Alaska. Um, but specifically between Washington, Oregon and California, you cannot carry it across the border. (laughs) Even, oh, between those states. Yeah. That's interesting. So it has to be produced and sold only within the state because it's, once it becomes an interstate transaction, there's federal jurisdiction. So, huh. and I think several of the states that have legal marijuana laws also this at the state level, you're not allowed to bring it in or out yeah. anyway. So like even the state authorities might stop you. So it's all weird. I, I imagine someday in the distant future, like eventually this will just be quietly legalized everywhere. Maybe after 20 or 25 years or something like that. I don't know. We'll I see. Mean, gosh, how much money is the war on drugs? Thanks a lot, Richard Nixon. You know? <laughs> Well, he gave us the EPA, I guess. So whatever. All right. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> you know, we all speak Chinese, I guess. I don't know. He, he, went, to, he went to China. Whatever. Good for him. We don't all speak Chinese. Whatever. Anyway, so back to Christmas. Um, <laughs> back to Christmas. Back to Best Christmas. Topic. So what? Did I tell you that we got a new car? Did I tell you uh, that? Yeah. You got did. A, you did we got talk about pickup. this on the show? I don't know. There's no way of knowing. Who knows? Been <laughs> Who could possibly know that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we talked about it, but you got a new vehicle. Got a and, new vehicle. Uh, it's an old vehicle, but it's a new vehicle. It's a new to you vehicle, and is it making all your wildest dreams come true? Not yet, but it will. We're going. We got a 2002 post 9/11 Toyota <laughs> Tacoma. <laughs> is that even me? <laughs> we got a post 9-11 Toyota Tacoma. Oh my actually, gosh. You know, it's 2002, so I don't think it was actually since they do a year in advance. So whatever. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, the four by four, the uh, off-road. Hey, do you want to know who was three years old when 9-11 happened? Let me guess. Um, hmm. 
the whitest guy on the Blazers? No, he's older than that. Oh. Zach Collins, second whitest guy on the Blazers. Wow. Yeah, he was three. You know, I he give Meyer, I give Myers Leonard a bad rap for the Blazers, and we always tease him about being the whitest guy. Blah blah blah. The guy was actually raised pretty lower middle class, blue collar in a town of five thousand in, in, from Indiana. Oh, really? Yeah, or Illinois. Shows what we know. You know, but I let's know, continue but with the like, jokes. He looks like he's from, you know, <laughs> the uh, the neighbors yeah. that hate the Clancy's on. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely neighbors. right, but let's so let's keep up with that joke because I think that's better than reality. Yeah, I oh, <laughs> anyway, I agree. Okay, so you got a pre or a post nine eleven model truck, so it's hardened for terror. If the terrorists come after you, the truck will be able to take it. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, good. Yeah, we got that. I guess that was kind of a Christmas gift to ourselves. And, uh, nice. So yeah, yeah we can have more adventures in we can Yosemite have more mostly, and uh, we're going to go to Death Valley. Okay. in a couple weeks and we're going to oregon next weekend stay safe in death valley because you know it's namesake yeah it sounds kind of scary yeah it, but uh yeah yeah we're excited we're excited okay. to go there and to crawl over rocks and stuff we're not going to be a part of the subculture though we've decided okay. we don't want to you be should probably steer people. clear of those people yeah you don't want yeah <laughs> it's like they if you watch videos of four by four trucks online and off-road <laughs> stuff it's a whole bunch of white people uh hanging out in the woods and then these cars like just slowly crawling up these mountains and then people being like whoa whoa stop 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 okay <laughs> and it's like and then they're like Brr! and it's just like yeah, that seems really stupid. You know, we just kind of want to get places that we couldn't get to in our Civic because our mechanic told us you need to stop trying to go to these places in your Civic. <laughs> he said, please stop yeah. You're killing me. Yeah. And I was like, well, shameful. it still runs. I just, I just brought it in for a break. It broke. I'm choosing good lines here, buddy. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like, so speaking of speaking of white people. Yeah. Uh, here's something that happened, I think, since the last show. I went to a Pedro the Lion show. Oh, okay. And uh, and uh, and and no, listener, your ears did not deceive you. Not Dave Bazan, Pedro the Lion. So um, he uh, decided to start touring with a band as Pedro the Lion again. That's and cool. um, so part of me was a little worried that it was going to be. Um, kind of uh desperate and 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 nostalgic yeah <laughs> and then like I, I was like when i went to it i actually had a buddy of mine from church who got me a ticket and we're like i was like i don't know if i'm gonna go is this like some sort of weird like reliving the past and, and i went and first of all it was like a mississippi studio it's a cool place oh yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it was so Portland. Portland was Portlanding so hard. It was like full on self parody with the flannels <laughs> and the beards and like some just some snapback trucker hats the and craft like, brews, the craft brews and the and the horn rim glasses and like the beanies. And you're just like, oh my gosh, this is you cannot make this up. <laughs> but it was awesome. And everyone there was white. Every single person there. Yeah. Um, but. But actually, the music was really good. Like, they did some fresh arrangements and takes, just a three-piece band. They rocked it pretty good. And it actually felt kind of timely. Like, the material felt timely. And he said he's going to start making some 
new stuff as Pedro the Lion again. And it was perfect illustration of why you don't commit brand suicide because someone asked during the classic patented Pedro the Lion question and answer time during the live show, if you've ever been to one of his shows, he does that every time. Someone said, Dave, why are you back? (laughs) (laughs) The guy has been producing prolific amounts of music for an entire more than a decade since he stopped being Pedro the Lion. Wow. And you had no clue because he didn't know his last name. That's incredible. (laughs) I know. And like I we all kind of knew that was true, but it actually happened right then and there. And so I I I saw an interview with him after you told me you saw him and he was saying that he didn't want to make music, you know, by himself anymore. He wanted to play in a band again. But I was like, didn't he always write all the music by himself? And didn't he always he, still perform Pedro Lion songs? So he has not been performing very many Pedro the Lion songs lately, live, because he's got such a back catalog of his old his own stuff. And he's apparently because he uh, he did a super group with uh, some other dudes I love, including Jason Martin, and then apparently that inspired him to start doing band oriented music again. And just rock band stuff. And and then he also said in an interview that he was lonely when he was touring. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he normally, like, he's by himself and he's doing these living room shows where he just literally drives in a van by himself from town to town. And yeah. so I, I, I kind of get it, but yeah. it, it was fun. But once again, just to, to bring it home, all white. Well, all I, white. I have to say, <laughs> I have to one-up you on the being in a place that's white because okay, give it to me like when for christmas my mom lives in colorado in pueblo okay. colorado it's okay half white <laughs> okay wow okay yeah so you know pretty good and uh um but and so and then lizanne's from tulsa you know major city in the united states there's a you know some diverse people there and then we so after we spent we usually spend half of two weeks with her family and half of them with my mom's family. And mm-hmm. so this year spent Christmas with Lizanne's family. Then we drove to Oklahoma city where my aunt lives and met with my mom. And then all four of us drove up into Kansas. Oh no. That <laughs> my friend, we did not see <laughs> one black person the entire trip not one in portland you're like man there's a lot of white people but it's to the point where you're like hey there's a black guy you know and you're like all right cool i feel better and then like (laughs) and you feel good about that and then but in kansas there's no there was no one no not one person i I, it was incredible yeah not known for the uh diversity you know um my uncle's moving to kansas what part of kansas Northwest Kansas. Oh, that's like kind Syracuse. of where, Syracuse. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah, know, but it's not it's not far from from Colorado border up there. Yeah, so. that's a uh, that's kind of where they're from. My mom's in a town that has like eight, 90 people in it. That's where she's from. And then okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, but we went to Salina, which there I know that there is black people in Salina. We just didn't see them, you know. And then we <laughs> went to they? Concordia to a convent there, you know. Mm-hmm. So. There's not a, a lot of old, retired black nuns, I guess, in Kansas. By They're missing out. Kansas, you know, of, it's... I mean, any. There's none. It's it's a real nice place. It's funny. The, there's a priest there. I like going to mass there, but the priest fell and got injured, so they didn't have mass that day. But he was around, 
And I know that he was around because every time I go to the convent there, he comes up and talks mad shit on the Giants. Just... <laughs> Because like, he's a worst... KC fan? Yeah, because he's a Royals fan. He's like, I'm like, <laughs> That's damn, amazing. dude. It's like, it's like we're like the worst team in the league. We still <laughs> hung up on that World Series. <laughs> 2014, baby. Yeah, man. Maybe the most improbable of them all. <laughs> yeah. So, but I hey, like KC the got theirs, you know? They got theirs. They got theirs. Yeah, exactly. My, my aunt, Sister Rosie, was in the paper uh, when oh, we nice. played the Giants because she wrote... To the Royals and said, uh, I love you guys and I watch every game, which is true. And that, uh, and so they, the whole team sent her a signed baseball and she got like her picture in the paper. That's amazing. <laughs> it's not a big paper. That's... I'll show you how small it is. When we visited last year, we also got our picture in paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice size paper. Right yeah. There. Hey, there's, there's, there's two people from out of town. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Four people. Yeah. Get them in the paper. It's a major event. So yeah, then uh yeah, so what else about Christmas? Christmas, uh I found Christmas. out that Santa you know, Claus nice isn't time. real. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Gosh, you know, you know what's hard? So we never did Santa with our kids. We kind of just did, we did St. Nicholas and we talked about St. Nicholas on St. Nicholas Day, December 6th. And the kids would get the uh, gold coins in their shoes. We'd put them out by the fireplace. We'd talk about the historical figure, St. Nicholas, and tell the story and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, Santa's out there. And then, so, um, we've never given a gift from Santa. And uh, so then, but then our kids, like at various times, were always just a bit confused because all their friends talk about it, right? And so like, then they kind of had this expectations. And finally we had to tell, I think maybe last year, our oldest son, Elias, be like, Hey, you know, Santa's not real. But <laughs> you can't just go blabbing that. Cause if you do, you might get your friend's parents mad at us. <laughs> so please don't talk about it with anyone else. <laughs> that was weird. Did your mom oh, do Santa with you guys? No, not really. Nope. No, you did. see, I, we did Santa growing up. And then I found out, because in second grade, this kid went, was like, hey, guess what? Jonathan still believes in Santa. And I was like, he does? Like, I knew, but I did not know. I played it off oh. like I already knew. And I was like, oh, no, he does. I do, too. And then so <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then I went home and accusingly was like, hey, mom, there's no such thing as Santa. And she was like, oh, how'd you find out? And then, like, my little brothers took way too long. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They, I don't know when they found out. but Have they figured it out yet? I think because after a while, like, my mom started getting sloppy. Like, we'd have presents <laughs> under our tree, like, before Christmas that would say, from Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I once knew a kid who, like, he got to be a certain age. I forget what age it was. And, like, they kind of just, I don't know if they just never came right out and told him. Like, it wasn't real or they assumed or they had some conversation. But basically, what it came down to was Christmas morning, no presents from Santa, tears. <laughs> Wow, like, there's no presents for Santa, and they were. And, the, and his mom was like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, 
I was like, oh, dang it. Anyway, Santa, you know, it's just a nice little lie. It's a cute little lie. Yeah, it's fine. I don't think people who do Santa, it's no problem, but we just didn't do it. So Yeah, anyway. it's a whole charade, you know. I knew some people. And I do l- believe in lying to your children from time to time. Like, you have to tell some lies to oh, your yeah, kids just sure. to keep them honest. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to tell my kids that there's been a dog on the moon. And I'm going to see how long it keeps. <laughs> you won't tell them that there's Santa Claus. You told them there's a dog on the moon. <laughs> Just oh, to see man, when they finally figure good. it out. That's too good. So like, have you ever Years seen the from man? Now. Can't you see the man in the moon? It's like, well, no, you can't see his dog either. <laughs> you need a special telescope for that. Man, so that's it's going to be great. Someday really they're going to find out and be like, Dad. Man, Although this good. happened opposite to um, my my wife's brother, he thought because so so her mom, <laughs> her mom, um, used to sing like made up songs to the kids or whatever, and she used to sing a song about Sacagawea, and so you know like other things that his mom randomly sang about, he just assumed that it was made up, and then in school in like second or third grade, he found out that Sacagawea was in fact real, and it blew his mind. He's like, "Oh my! I thought that was made up. Sacagawea's real name." Anyway, wow, it's great. That's so incredible. mess with your kids. That's what I'm telling. That's my advice to the oh, listeners yeah. of Buddy Podcast. Just mess with them, just a little bit, not too much. You can just take it bit. to an extreme. Like I knew somebody. They're they're family. I'm not going to say which family members, but (laughs) but uh, I'll make assumptions. They believed in Santa Claus for way too long and would reject the arguments of their peers in school even. And they were like in like teenage early teenage years because they saw Santa every Christmas because somebody would dress up and like then be like, oh my gosh, he's here. And all the kids would be like kind of sneak around the corner and they would see him with their own oh, eyes. No. Like, he's real. I know it. Yeah. I've seen it. Like just. Dang. And one day one of the one of the 13 year olds was like with my mom and my mom let it slip. She was like. Because she's with a 13 year old. Yeah, because she was a 13 year old and being like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Somebody found out there's no Santa. And then like the kid was like just stopped frozen and my mom's like do you still believe in santa and he's like no 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 i don't believe in santa and my mom's like you totally believe in santa oh my god <laughs> like ridiculed him as she should <laughs> but yeah that's quite a grip on your child's psyche that might be a little inappropriate <laughs> might have taken it too far <laughs> might have taken that too far Dang. Where do you lay on the whole letting your kid cry timeline? Oh, like uh, like if cry they're it crying. out when they're yeah, if they're trying to sleep or if they're just being <sighs> oh. whatever. So because there's different I... types of cries. There's like the I'm hurt and need comfort cry. There's like the bratty cry. Yeah. So there's a certain age up to which you don't have to worry about your child cynically trying to manipulate you. Whereas, so like if, you know, and I, I would say that's definitely up into the ones by the time they're two, they're definitely can be trying to manipulate you at times. But like with the baby, it was always like, we never saw much use in the cry it out thing. Cause it's like, there is a certain thing to, to be said in, in favor of, uh, more or less what some people call sleep training, which is mostly just setting up, a, a regular 
a pattern for them to follow so that they can sleep well and like get used to putting themselves to sleep. But you know, it's like the baby's crying, you know, that's a weird existence. <laughs> You've only been alive for, you know, a few months and stuff weird happened. So we were pretty accommodating of that. Um, yeah, certain of the kids though, when they get older they get rebellious, <laughs> sometimes yeah. like if you have a parenting moment and they are just bawling, you're just, you just walk out and you're just like, yes. <laughs> like, Oh, I got through to him. <laughs> yeah. Because like you, the worst thing in the world is for you to want to tell them something really important. And then they just don't, <laughs> they just don't process it. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, so yeah, I don't know. I was like growing up, uh, I guess cause mom was always, she worked really hard. She worked nights and stuff like that. And like, I don't know. I felt like crying was going to get me nowhere, you know, yeah. it wouldn't because <laughs> What do they care? Yeah. They, I, and I have enough nieces and nephews um, that, like, it's just just white noise to me. Like, I can just sit in a room with a kid crying at the top oh, of yeah. their lungs and just, like, not... It doesn't even phase me anymore. And I notice that as, as more and more of my friends are having kids, um, they respond to their crying a lot with a lot less callous than I do. I'm like, what is this kid running your life? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Cry himself to sleep. And I think also maybe because I heard stories of my brother, Stephen, who we often talk about on the show. We'll have to have him on one day. But Hi, Stephen. They never said the word colic. I only recently learned of this word, but it sounds like Stephen was colic as a kid. You know? Oh, colicky. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't ever stop. You know? He'd, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to you have to be mindful of that. Like, well, and sometimes if kids get like, especially whining more, but crying, sometimes I'll just tell a kid like, "Hey, listen, nobody wants to hang around with you if you're gonna be crying and whining all the time." So I'm not gonna. Yeah, and and you gotta give you know, uh, you, you you've got a nurturing, loving relationship with your child, and you gotta kick their butt sometimes. So yeah. it's. Uh, kind of a balance the way i see I it going into parenting i know that everybody has their opinions this is what i'm going to do and it always changes of course that's true but going into it i don't know i feel like it's an us versus them kind of thing like they're <laughs> trying to they're going to be trying to divide my perfect marriage and ruin it and ruin it's it. us versus them fuck those kids <laughs> <laughs> you know i did i did have a moment in grad school which i still think of often which um, it, it challenged an assumption that I didn't know I had, which was about, you know, being very doting parents and the, this before I had kids and the, the prof was basically like, yeah, um, he was basically making fun of people who do stuff like for the children or, you know, for future generations. He's like, he's like, why do we have to worry about them? <laughs> we need to live our own lives, you know? And that, and that was this like, that just like rung like a gong in my head. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, and then I thought about that and that has kind of guided my thinking a bit as time has gone by where I don't want, you know, kids are great and, um, they are fun to spend time with. Uh, there could be really frustrating and tiring at times too. And so, you know, but you can't let them like rule your whole life. Although I, I just remembered this. Let's see if I can pull this out. There's actually stats about how much time people spend with their kids, and it's going up. Really? It's going up. But kids, kids today also, my nieces and nephews that are teenagers, and they're getting into that age, like, 
they don't do anything. Like, it's crazy to me. They don't, because everything you can communicate with everybody you've ever met and strangers yeah. with devices in the palm of your hand. And, like, they, they don't, I noticed that maybe it's just my lazy nieces and nephews, but it's just like I noticed that kids, kids aren't going outside as much and getting into trouble. They get in different kinds of trouble, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, no. The thing about kids not going outside as much is real. <laughs> it's definitely real. Yeah, um, I'm just so, I'm not looking forward to the just the hatred that other parents will have towards me because of my. I just I already can't stand other parents. I just I just can't stand them <laughs> at all. Okay, here's here's the article. It's uh, in the Economist, dated November twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. Parents now spend twice as much time with their children as fifty years ago. Subheadline except in France. So actually I'll put this, well, I think we'll put this in the show notes if they do exist, which they do. (laughs) Um, But basically there's a chart that shows like, you know, the left side of the chart is like 1965 and the right side is like present day. And then like the, the vertical scale is like, you know, how many, uh, how many minutes per whatever week or month um, that, people spend with their kids like quality time and it has two different lines on the graph one is for university educated people non-university educated and like in every country like it's a it's a very strong upward trend and in fact in many countries it was more than linear it's like an exponential trend in terms of increase in spending time with Mm. your kids except in france it's interesting (laughs) and so yeah united states and in every case uh college or university educated people spend more time with their kids than not. Um, and then, uh, father time, fathers are also spending a lot more time with their kids as well. So yeah, it's true. People like, like kids don't just get like ignored and (laughs) sent out in the neighborhood as much as they used to. I guess like, I hate the, the line of thinking and because, because of when I was a kid, like think back to when you were a kid. So like, when were the times that you like really learned the most about being a human being in the world? It wasn't when you were being carted around to whatever you had to do or what, you know, it was when you were like at a, your, your parents or somebody else, other adults had other adults over, or you went Uh somewhere at a park and they, and you could see them interacting with other adults or you got to tag around, tag along while your dad did something with another guy you know it's like and then they you were being ignored and you were probably bored you know but you were around and you like that's when you learned that's when i learned and that everything and that's when i like had the most fun too i love those moments i listened to everything adults used to say so my mind i'm like okay yeah that's great but i'm not going to be spending any fucking time with my kids they can hang out with me (laughs) if they want (laughs) but yeah i'm not gonna hang out with them Mm -mm. no way you know (laughs) i mean (laughs) It's like, yeah. that, but that's the mentality. Like I see some of these kids and these, these guys, these dads, it's just like, man, you're just like raising these wimpy, like just, ugh. I have, I'll tell you a funny story. Over my birthday, I went to this, to Sequoia National Park with my mom and Lizanne. Yep. We all went camping. It was great fun. So, but one morning I had to go to the bathroom. So I was pooping in the bathroom. We, it was just at a campsite. So this is a solid story so far. Solid story so far. Yeah. And so I was there, I was about to leave, but then I, uh, heard this father and his son come in. I'm in the stall, so I can't see him, but then they get into the stall next to me 
And I just, I, I had the hate recorder just going on because he was talking to he was like, okay, let's open the door. All right, are you ready? Now, look, okay, you sit down first. And he was talking to his kid <laughs> like this. Oh, are you ready? No, okay, now unbutton your pants. And the kid was way too old to be talking to him like this. He was like five <laughs> or six years old. Like my mom never talked to me in baby talk or anything like that. In fact, there's uh-huh. this family story when I was two and my grandma walked in the room. She goes, who are you talking to? And my mom's like, Josh, because my real name is Josh. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> oh, no. The secret's um, out. The secret is out. Yeah, so she's like, I'm talking to Josh. And uh, my nan was like, oh, I thought you were talking to, like, adults. She was, she was just talking just normal. Just like, hey, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> or something. Anyway, so... Uh, so I hate when pe- parents are like, so hey, how can you do this? When they ask their kids to do something, can you unbutton your pants? Can you sit there? Okay. And then he goes, all right, it's time to make coins. Okay, <laughs> making coins. Pleep, pleep. Oh, there you go. Did you make some oh coins? And I was just like, God, I hate this guy. And then he goes, all right, my turn. And then, uh, and then he sits on it and is just wow, like man-sized shit, just, just <laughs> splashing in there. And I was just dying in the stall next week. I was like, that is so gross. Like, and this kid just has to, he has to like look this kid right in the face as they're staring. My turn. I'm gonna make bills. Just make it rain. Make it rain, baby. It was God. so gross. I have the hardest time getting kids, the kids to respect privacy. It is so hard. So they just want to barge in. I'm just like, get out. <laughs> Can I have <laughs> a <in>. minute? <laughs> it's like, I just want to sit on this toilet and read this book that is an autobiography of a Swedish entomologist. <laughs> yeah. Just leave me alone. You Come on. You don't get me. <laughs> yeah. you're not my real son yeah anyway. <laughs> get out of here anyway i'm looking yeah, forward to being out. a dad though i'm gonna lie to him about satan cause <laughs> too i'm gonna lie to him all the time they'll they'll have you no do. idea what's true and what's not what's true. true no I, I, i'm gonna tell this, my kids this tape truth. will be used as evidence yeah. episode 64 i remember like <laughs> kids growing up they'd be like where do babies come from oh they come from storks in love and stuff like that yeah. And I remember asking my mom that one time, and she gave me the rundown. Like, I was in first she grade. She gave you the information. And she was yep. like, well, a man and a woman, they have intercourse. And then after intercourse, <laughs> a egg is fertilized in the woman's womb. And, like, and then after the gestation period of nine months. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I kind of just want to hear a stork story. But at the same time, <laughs> this is a life-changing moment that I will not be able to express until... January 7th, 2018, <laughs> you know? Yeah. My, uh, so my oldest has kind of figured out that, you know, <laughs> something's up. His kids come from somewhere. And so we've been kind of slowly warming him up with the information. But the problem is he's too, he's clever. He figures it out, you know? So you, it would be fruit, futile to lie anyway because he's too smart yeah yeah it seems like you have a smart kid that's cool i I bet it's i bet it's a weird realization when you realize you have a dumb kid you know (laughs) it's like so i taught some swimming lessons i taught swimming lessons for 10 years there's some dumb kids out there it happens everyone's uh everyone's different let's put it that way yeah so 
dumb ones. Yeah, and there there's different there's different aptitudes. Also, a musicality. Um, so uh, the other thing we started doing is piano lessons, and we went to the first recital, and there was a couple kids who were playing, who like they were playing about thirty beats a minute one hand it's like only treble clef like one note at a time <laughs> after Whoa. like having lessons for like you know three months how and I'm avant-garde just like, <laughs> yeah exactly like get deer hoof on the phone yeah <laughs> sign this kid up anyway <laughs> but um so but i was like wow i'm really glad in a way i was like i'm glad this kid is sticking with the lessons because it's not progressing real fast yeah Whereas other kids take to it a lot faster. Like there was this one little girl there who couldn't have been more than eight or nine and she was playing a Mozart piano concerto. Wow. <laughs> so you're just like, well, geez. You know, and Mozart himself, of course, was a prodigy. So yeah. at any rate. Yeah, I don't know. I know that, you know, since I make music for a living and Lizanne dances for a living, that our kids are probably going to hate that. You know, yeah, they're probably going like, to really hate it because they'll be around it all the time. You have no sense of pitch or rhythm. Yeah. It's like whatsoever. If, they'll have like fused ankles and won't be able to dance. Yeah. But then like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was rebellious against my parents with, I ended up really loving like uh, the blues. I love the blues now. And, oh, um, yeah. Yep. I always like music, but my family's not very musical. But so I guess that proves like what I was saying. But if we if we <laughs> have a kid in the same apartment, like their baby uh, room or whatever you call it, will be uh, also be my studio because there ain't no way I'm moving this shit out. Well, okay. <laughs> well, uh, back to Christmas. Whatever. Okay, back to Christmas again. Back with the Christmas. Okay, uh, do you eat anything good at Christmas? Anything good? Eat? Eat? Uh, a lot of Midwest food. Ooh. A lot okay. of Midwest food. So, um, so yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. Uh, when I came back, though, I went. we went out to Shemuel's house because he got engaged. Uh-huh. And they had a little brunch with some friends. And one of those friends has a kid now. Wow. All come in full circle. Anyway, it was very fresh. <laughs> back to the kids. It felt very fresh, the food. And I was like, it's good to be back in California. <laughs> <laughs> Although what's funny is that when we got back to California, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so much warmer here. Uh, because it was like z- below zero a few nights in Kansas when we were there. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but it's freezing inside and it's so hot inside in the midwest because everybody has their heaters on because it's so cold outside and i'm like freezing cold as soon as i get back in the bay area but it's better because i'm not drenched in sweat when i (laughs) sleep here it's yeah you like to have a little uh comfort a little comfort when you sleep i do i agree with i like it i i appreciate it yeah i grew up we didn't we didn't run the heater much because we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> so, like, my mom's rule was always like, well, Blanket. we'll definitely turn the heat on if you can see your breath. <laughs> I said, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, you know, you know I'm, I'm, we didn't get to that point very often. It's crazy how much money people spend to heat a home, like a house. Oh my gosh, it's a lot of money. 
It is a lot of money. Yep. I, mean, I mean, like in the summers or like in January here, we run the heater a lot, which I know that sounds weird, but if you've been to San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. And I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, it gets expensive for us too, but like I, we told people, it's like, oh yeah, at the most it's like, you know, $80 and that's a lot of money. And they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like in the Midwest, yeah. they're like, that is nothing. And I was like, really? Yep. Like on good months and good seasons, yeah, we've barely spent thirty. You know, no, it's like uh, you, you basically you pour money into the furnace, and that keeps your family warm. That's that's the way it should be, right there. Yeah. So yeah, I you know uh, it was below zero. You said I don't. I've never been in that cold weather. I've been down to really? like single digits before, but never lower than that. Oh my so. gosh! When we two years ago. Or no, no, it was right when we first got, I think it might have been the year after we got married. Anyway, my cousin, FX, Francis Xavier. Oh, uh, right. The third. So he got married on New Year's Eve. So uh, my parents were still together at that point, but my mom went to the wedding. Actually, they had just split up. But she went to the wedding, and we met her in Denver, and it was record cold in Denver. It was negative 18 degrees outside Oof. with, like, a negative 25 wind chill. And I was like, I oh, can't man. just – there was snow everywhere and ice, and I was like, we can't just walk from the house to the car to experience this. And so my aunt, her uh, her washer worked for our clothes, but her dryer did not. So – we were like, okay, she lives like four or five blocks from the laundromat. Let's just get our bags in a, get throw our shit in a, in a uh, garbage bag. We're going to trek it to, because we need to experience this, you know, not just, <laughs> we don't want to be, we want to experience it. And then like two blocks into the walk, we were both like, did we make a terrible mistake? Is this very are foolish? Are we going are to we, die? Are we going to <laughs> die out here? It was so scary cold like i was like man my glasses keep fogging up no they were freezing there was ice on them yeah (laughs) like it was crazy cold yeah my my grandmother recently told a story about when she lived in alaska one time she went out when it was a cold snap and she could feel her nose freezing yeah (laughs) and she's like i'm i'm going back to the house i'm going back to the house (laughs) like it was a sharp pain like it felt like like oh something's wrong here like i shouldn't be out here like my aunt and my mom like didn't really my mom knew that we were going but my aunt didn't <laughs> like and uh-huh. they were like oh my gosh she was so worried but she wasn't worried enough for her to brave the weather and get in her car herself to rescue us <laughs> <laughs> she's like uh, it'll be fine <laughs> what's the hottest weather you've ever experienced i've been in 115 in redding oh okay yeah i've been 115 in hemet California. Yeah. 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 We went to Redding. Actually, so we dove through Redding on our way to Shasta, the oh, lake, okay. not the mountain. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God. It was, so we got off, we flew in. So, like, we got on the tarmac, which is like 130, you in know. Redding? It's always hot. Yeah. We flew to Redding, believe wow. it or not. It's possible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we got off the plane. It was, it was so hot. It was like oven hot. And then, you know, and then he cooled off when he got off the tarmac, cooled off to 115. That's crazy. And then that I, when it was so hot, I remember because we were doing a houseboat vacation and someone came in like a, you know, a ski boat to pick us up from the dock. Yeah. And like 
then we got going, you know, kind of fast because it's a ski boat. And I'm like, I've never been less refreshed <laughs> by a boat ride. Yeah. It's like normally you're like it's a hot day, but the wind gets going and it feels good. But that does not feel good when it's 115 degrees. You're just like, no, no stop. I'm in an oven. This is bad. Yeah. But but I could say I've been in 115. So that was cool. That is really that hot. Cool. Yeah. When I was, it's in, really hot. When, when I was in Hemet, I was like 11 years old. And for some reason, like... You know, we were talking about earlier, you don't, you know, you don't live your life around your kids. Like we were just running wild at 115 degrees. <laughs> Who knows, knows what my parents were doing? And we were visiting my grandparents and we went to the, a park and all of a sudden I got a poo real bad. Oh no. And I was 115 like, 115 oh, no. degree poo. Yeah, exactly. So we were at a playground, like at a school, school's locked the summer. There's nobody there. Yeah. So I'm like, it's emergency status. I don't really know how to get home back to my grandparents place so i'm like i have to do something so i ran uh, on the way home i like uh, i left my brothers in the dust they were much smaller than me so i was like yeah you have to fend for yourself so i knocked on somebody's door and i go i have to tell you i have to go to the bathroom really bad it's i have to really bad can i just use your bathroom and she goes no (laughs) and so i shit my pants that's the end of that story. Great story. I know. What a pitch, right? I couldn't. I remember, like, as a kid, being like, "Really? No." That was like my worst case scenario. And it came true. And it came true. There was a Man. much worse case scenario, but I didn't think of that at the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I well, remember like finally, I was finally found my grandparents' place, and I was covered in shit. And my mom was like, "Well, get in here," and like. <laughs> drug me in like hosed me off in the in the shower yeah. it was really embarrassing so i was 11 you know too old to be you shouldn't be dance. doing that i was like i can't believe it i don't think we can top that story i don't think we can either <laughs> merry, merry christmas everyone merry christmas may merry belated christmas from buddy christmas be podcast. forgot and never poop to love <laughs> That song. I like it. Whatever the lyrics, yeah. nobody knows those lyrics. It doesn't matter. No one cares about the lyrics. You just mouth along and blah 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 blah. Yeah. All right. Blah blah blah. Well, thanks blah. for tuning in to Buddy Podcast number sixty-four, the episode that was eight. Bye. <laughs> That's right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is that uh, right, you have to send me that audio, but right when you were saying saved by technology, I imagine, like, it was breaking out. Like, he was like, by technology. Yeah. <laughs>